0: You're listening to Real Talk SLP with your host, Felice Clark, the Deviling Speechie. This is a show to help speech pathologists navigate the SLP world with real life stories to celebrate therapy successes and how to persevere when failure comes knocking on your door. Hello, Rockstar SLPs. I hope you are having the best 4th of July holiday with friends and family if you are just chilling at home, that's wonderful. If you are doing all the festive things, that is great too. Um, and I figured that this this episode is coming out today. You're probably not going to be going, oh, let's go listen to the Real Talk SLP podcast on 4th of July. Um, you are probably doing other fun things. So I figured this episode, you will probably listen to this tomorrow. If you are working, you can listen to it on the way to work, or if you were on summer break, you can listen to it poolside. But I wanted to hop on and share some lesson plan ideas for a Fourth of July theme. Um, if you, you know this, this works really well if you are working during the summer months and you're doing ESY or you have individual students. And this this holiday is top of mind for a lot of our kids, right? Because for me personally, my family went to our local parade in our city and my daughter was in the parade and, and then we were doing a barbecue. So I have a lot of vivid memories right now about the 4th of July holiday. And this can be a great way for you to plan some fun and engaging activities related to what your students could be experiencing. So if you are doing, you know, if you're working the rest of this week, these activities are going to help you in a pinch because I'm sure you want to go enjoy your day. And then you're like, Oh my gosh, it's nine 30 at night. The fireworks are done. And you're going, what am I going to do for work tomorrow? Um, And so this episode will help you with that. And you can even, you know, I say you could even talk, you could use this theme even the following week. Um, if you wanted to because there's a lot of cool ideas or you can bookmark this and save it for next year when you are working with students. Before we jump in to all the 4th of July ideas, I wanted to let you know about a free theme therapy SLP quiz that I created for you to help you get information about using a theme-based approach. So if you are new to themes or you're trying to get more organized With your theme therapy units and how to keep those together, or maybe you just need some fresh new ideas for planning by themes and ways to just up your theme therapy game, Um, you're gonna want to take this quiz. Once you take the quiz, you find out which theme therapy (laughs) SLP. Did I even say that right? You'll find out which theme therapy SLP you are, and then you're gonna get an email with links to different podcast episodes, blog posts, and resources to help you with your theme therapy planning so you can get specific information that is is geared towards what you were looking for. So I will link the quiz in the show notes and you can take it. It's free and pass it along to your friends and tell them, hey, take this quiz. All right. So let's talk about some 4th of July activities you can do with your caseload. Now, anytime that I'm planning a themed uh, therapy unit. I always look for books. I think books are always something that I look to because there's such vibrant pictures. It's filled with language. You can even you can adapt it for speech sounds. Um, there's so many ways to use a book, and it's really a great tool to not only target vocabulary and language, but you can also build background knowledge, which a lot of times I think in therapy, when we use a skill-based approach, we don't, we, we aren't teaching background knowledge and background knowledge is so important for being able to learn new vocabulary and accessing, you know, being able to personally relate to the content that they're reading or talking about. So I really like books because they're versatile, they help with building background knowledge, um, and they have pictures, so it's it's low prep for you because you can just use the, prep, the pictures to help with showing vocabulary words, using shared book reading strategies, having visual supports for story retell, and so many other things. So a couple of books that might work well, The Night Before the Fourth of July by Natasha Wing, or Hats Off for the Fourth of July by Harriet Zifert. I will also link some blog posts that I have found on Pinterest that have Fourth of July books, and you can check those out. Now, to ex- what's great about this holiday is that there are a lot of different YouTube videos that you can use with your students. And I have found that using YouTube videos, with, especially with my fourth through eighth graders, it can be very... Um, engaging for them, it's they, they understand that medium. And you can use these videos and upload them into Edpuzzle or, and then add stimulus items for WH questions, vocabulary, grammar, et cetera, where it will automatically pause the video and bring up the stimulus item. And so you may even be able to search on Edpuzzle for some fireworks or the history of 4th of July And there may be ready-to-go activities where you don't even have to make something. But if you did have to make it, um, it's not too hard. And it's something that you can then use year after year. So I will link some of the 4th of July videos that I found. I found a few about, you know, 4th of July facts for kids um, by Hey, Guess What? I also found some really cool videos that I think kids would like in learning how fireworks are made and how they work. So those are really cool. Um, you can also even show a clip of real life fireworks in the event that they didn't go to a fireworks show to demonstrate tier two vocabulary, such as gleaming, fascinating. You know, you can talk about the crowd because if you can find a crowd watching the fireworks that they're shimmering, dazzling, flashing. You know, there's a burst of color or a blast, blasting sound. So you can break down some or talk about some of those tier two vocabulary words and then show them an actual clip so that they can attach meaning to that and see that in a visual way. Um, So those are some, and then there's another, I don't know if you guys have heard about Simon's cat. Uh, I have a blog post about Simon's cat and how you can use those, those wordless short videos in therapy. I will link in the show notes to that blog post, but there is a really good Simon's cat video about called fireworks. And it's all about these, the cat and the kitten um, and how they're getting freaked out about all the popping and loud noises from the fireworks. So it's a great video because it can target syntax, retail, figurative language, WH questions and more. And I have a, Speech therapy cheat sheet for that video in my summer themed Simon's Cat cheat sheet. So I will link to that resource in the in the show notes. If you're like, oh my gosh, I I would love a a three-page cheat sheet that has all the targets planned out for WH questions and inferencing and tier two vocabulary parts of speech, speech sounds, story retell. It's got all that stuff on there so that you could just pull up the video and easily adapt the video for the student's goals that you are working on. So that is another great video, YouTube video as well. I also thought that it could be fun, especially for your older students, to do, um, to pull up the song lyrics from Fireworks by Katy Perry, and you can analyze the figurative language. You could pick out words for them to use synonyms and antonyms. Um, I would love how, I would love to know how you guys would use song lyrics in your sessions to cover different goals, but I think that would be really cool. You could just print out the song lyrics from Katy Perry, the fireworks, and then discuss a lot of different goals. You could have kids look for a sound hunt for their speech words, and I don't, you know, I'm curious what else you would do. I was thinking a lot of vocabulary goals would work well because you could do synonyms and antonyms, you could do definitions, um, you could talk about the figurative language and then you could do a speech sound hunt, like look for your speech sounds in the lyrics. But if you have some other ideas, I would love to hear them. Let me know. You can always DM me at thedabblingspeechy.com and that would be awesome. So moving on, we got here's what you can do to make things if you're working ESY especially, you can make things really fun by reading one of those 4th of July books and then pairing it with a craft. Or if you are if you have a lot of kids with speech sound goals, doing a craft while they practice their sound um, can be a great way to work on their goals. Or if they're working on really a lot of functional communication, doing an easy craft is always fun. So I have some print and paint or print and glue tissue paper crafts. In my summer-themed push-in lesson plan guides, I will link those in the show notes. But basically, you just print out a fireworks, or you print out a watermelon, and then the kids either paint the picture with paint and a Q-tip so that every time they say their speech sound, they can put five Q-tip dots, or you get those different colored little tissue paper squares, and they can glue it on there. So it's an easy prep craft because all you do is print it out. I would recommend printing it on cardstock and then you get to decorate it with simple craft items. And then in the, the lesson plan guides, there are some core boards so that you can adapt it if you have students who need those visual supports. But I will also link to some other crafts that I thought were really cool. Um, there's one where you, you cut out some different stars and you Tape it on the paper and then use thumbprints or you could do dot markers and the kids dot marker all around the stars and then you take the stars off and it shows the stars with all the the dots. So that's a great way to get high trials for your speech sounds and then make a fun little festive 4th of July craft. I also saw a fun popsicle stick firework craft. Which would be really good for if you're doing a whole class lesson, or if you're just trying to work on functional communication and keeping hands busy. Those are some things that you could do. Um, all right, so other activity ideas. These are just going to be kind of random things that I thought of that would work, <laughs> because um, I know we all see a variety of kids, and you know you want to switch it up a little bit. the different goals that we have so here here we go here's the last dump of ideas and then we will be out so you could do a brainstorm word association map on the whiteboard or on a piece of paper but you can just talk about the fourth of july holiday maybe you're going to use one of those videos that i mentioned before to give them some background knowledge about the holiday or in learn, learning why we celebrate it. But then after that, you can talk about how people celebrate it and really work on different category groups and word associations of like the foods we eat, um, the activities we participate in, like going to a parade, watching fireworks, having a barbecue, you know, going swimming, um, the clothes we wear when it happens, you know, think of little, little, A lot of times what I'll do, too, is I'll go through like who, what, where, when and why. You can also do a word association map that way. Like, who do do we celebrate Fourth of July with? When does it happen? Where do we celebrate Fourth of July? And so you can incorporate those WH questions so the kids can really understand what the WH questions mean. Um, And then I found this really cute blog post from Simply Speech. It's all about funny jokes that are 4th of July related. And these are great because you can use them as an opener. You can use them to have students, you know, if it hopefully if it has what are their speech sounds, they can identify which word has their speech sound in it. And they can practice saying the joke. And you can even give that to them as homework, like say this joke to five people and think about your R sound while you're doing it. But you can also work on answering what questions, Um, it could be, like I said, an icebreaker, or you can also discuss, like have the kids explain why it is funny. And while they're doing that, make sure they're working on their syntax and morphology or adding in a certain vocabulary word, but it's just, you know, or it's just a fun way to have a little laugh before you jump into therapy. All right. So if you've gone to a parade or you had a party and you just have a, a lot of 4th of July themed props, from the day's festivities, bring those into work to work on spatial concepts in speech therapy. Um, <clears throat> you know, you can say, put the flag above your head. I'm trying to think what other props there are. There there has to be lots of fun props. I saw a bunch at the parade, but just flat, the flag's the only thing coming to me right now. Um, But maybe a magic star wand, whatever you have at, at your house, you can... You know, use those to work on spatial concepts and even use them as visual supports if you're counting syllables in words or different goals like that. But use, get, bring your props, don't throw them out. Use them for something in therapy. You can use it to to describe with the students. A lot of kids have describing goals or WH question goals. All right. So for all of you out there who work with the young crew that like to do play-based Speech therapy, pretend play. You can use your little people or your play sets and adapt them to, you know, act out a parade, a barbecue for Fourth of July, or going to watch fireworks. So this is, you know, you can use some of those props that you have from your parties to add into your pretend play. Um, you can grab some food for your barbecue and your little people or your stuffies, and and do something that is related to a 4th of July celebration. And last, but certainly not least, you know, look look for quizzes on Bamboozle, or I guess Bamboozle is kind of like a game because there is quizzes too. It's Q-U-I-Z-I-Z-Z. If you look on quizzes or Bamboozle, you're going to find ready to go activities where kids are going to have to answer questions Um, but it feels more like a game. So you could pull those up and target speech and language goals. So, and you can also look up some of my other places I go to is newsela, readworks.org. And I will look to see if there's something on fireworks or 4th of July or independence day or presidents. You can also do like a name that president quiz. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot of stuff out there right now that are a lot of these ideas I feel like would be really good for your third graders up where you can dive into some really good discussions about the 4th of July. And uh, yeah, so I hope that this is helpful for you with planning by themes when you are serving, you know, a preschool to fifth grade caseload or a K to eighth grade caseload. This is how you can approach it. You can find a couple books that you want to use with certain grade levels. And then with your older students, you're like, I'm going to, my core material that I'm going to use is how it's made fireworks by Science Channel. I'm going to use that with as many of my older kids as I can. And then for certain sounds or certain certain groups, I'm going to use a craft with them. And so this is how you can plan by themes, um, by using a variety of different concepts and and media. All right. So I will talk with you guys all next week. Remember to go to the show notes to try the theme therapy SLP quiz. I'd love to know what you got. You can always DM me at the dabbling speechy with your results. As always, SLPs be the SLP that every kid wants to see. And I will talk with you next week.